Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If this is your first time listening, we hope that you will enjoy today's show and then you will subscribe to the Unpacking It podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Also, be sure to check us out live on Mondays, 1030 Eastern, Facebook Live, YouTube. Uh, We recap the weekend in sports. We talk faith and life uh, as well. And and so uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, just search Unpacking It on Facebook or YouTube, and you can watch us live. And the show is always available as a podcast after the live show. Today on Unpacking It, we have got an incredible guest. I mean, I, I can't give enough uh, hype for, for today's interview. So you are going to want to listen to this whole thing. You're going to want to listen to it again. You're going to want to pause it and take notes. Tom Allen. He's heading into his fifth season as the head coach at Indiana. And if you followed college football last year, you knew that Indiana, they they rose to the top. Like kind of out of nowhere a little bit, but but they finished 12th in the AP Top 25. Uh, Coach Allen won multiple coaches, uh, Coach of the Year awards. And they've they've got back-to-back winning seasons now. Uh, and, and so through his first four years, they're 24 and 21. And, and this is Indiana football. It, now, we know Indiana basketball and their, their rich history. Uh, recent years, the, the, the basketball program has, has struggled. Uh, now they're, uh, again, going in a different direction. But Tom Allen, he was previously the, the defensive coordinator. He took over as the head coach, and he has turned this program around. He has implemented uh, his vision his culture, and once you hear him today, you'll realize why players are responding, why players want to play for him, and and why in a year like last year, which was really difficult, especially for Big Ten coaches uh, specifically, he he was able to motivate his guys, keep them on course, and and they had a, a six and two season uh, in, in the midst of the the craziness. So uh, so previously he served as uh, Coach Allen. Served as defensive coordinator at Indiana, South Florida, and then he spent time as an assistant at Ole Miss, Arkansas State, and Drake. But he also spent a ton of time as a high school coach, which he'll explain uh, in the interview as well. And he's actually from Newcastle, Indiana. Before we jump in, let me ask you this Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com, know your options. It's healthmarketgenius.com, support them as they support us. Stick around after the interview. We'll come back in studio. I'll give you some more reaction to uh, to what he said and what we talked about. But right now, let's jump in. Here we go. It's the head coach at Indiana, Tom Allen. 
intriguing guests, and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on Unpacking It is Indiana's head football coach and the 2020 Big Ten Coach of the Year, Tom Allen. He's a husband, he's a father of three, and a follower of Jesus. Coach, it's so great to be with you. How are you? Bryce, I'm doing great, man. Just awesome to be on your show. Well, we're, we're excited to have you and, and also excited for the NFL draft tonight. So, so we as fans, you know, we can't wait to see what happens. But for you as a coach, how do you follow the draft? What are kind of your uh, responsibilities? What takes place the next couple of days for you? Well, you know, just uh... – just kind of like a fan in that regard, you know, we're, we're waiting to see, nobody knows for sure. You, know, you have all these conversations with, with uh, NFL teams and their, their leadership or coaching staffs or scouting, you know, departments and everything. And, but you know, you, you don't know, you don't know where your players are going to fall, but it's just such a, uh, a tense time, exciting time. You know, you're just kind of waiting to get that, get the news, you know, uh, where your guys are going to go. So we've got uh, seven guys this year, uh, an interesting class because you had some cho- that chose to stay, the COVID year, uh, which was unusual. Uh, so we had half our class chose to stay, half of them chose to go to pursue the NFL. So we got seven guys that are uh, that are in the mix to get, to get picked. So we'll see where they fall, and then uh, we'll know where the future is going to be from there. Oh, well, that, that's got to be an, an exciting feeling for you as, as you watch your guys – you know, get get ready for it for the next level for sure. Well, well, you you mentioned the COVID year, and I kind of wanted to start there because every one of us has experienced similar things, but all of us have had their own experience through what took place last year. And so, for you personally, what has this last year been like? How did it challenge you? How how did it grow your faith? What was the experience like for you? Well, I, I can honestly say, and I'm sure most of us feel similar, that it was probably the most challenging thing I've ever had to go through as a coach professionally. Mm. Uh, so many unknowns. You know, I'm, I take pride in being a really organized coach and having a great plan for our guys, and, and that was just really out the window. I mean, everything was written in pencil, as we know, and we had so many meetings. We planned so many things that, that most of those things never even happened, you know, and, mm. and you had to have all these contingency plans. And so – uh, yeah, there's no doubt it it, uh, it created a lot of stress, you know, mm. for our players, for our coaching staff, and for everybody. But at the end of the day, I, I think there's also, you know, with that stress and with those difficult times comes opportunities for growth and and for us to trust the good Lord more than ever. You know, when we we were truly out of control of the things that were happening, and 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 that's that's kind of such a great correlation to our lives spiritually. I mean, we got to learn to just let go and let God be who He is and and truly trust Him to guide us on a daily basis. And, and when we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, and, and that's what we found ourselves in, you know, as a program and trying to get your players ready for a season that, you know, we didn't even know when or how or where it was going to happen, you know? So I definitely thought it, it tested us for sure and, and, and caused us to really, uh, you know, appreciate the people that we have in our lives and, and not take our, our close friends for granted, our family members for granted, our health for granted, and on all the things that we wake up every day having that we, you know, found ourselves in this pandemic, pandemic, not knowing if they were guaranteed for us. So I think a lot of things you could talk about that for a long time. But I do feel like that uh, a lot of valuable lessons learned. And uh, but I think we're all glad to be hopefully coming out of that time period. Getting closer. That That's for <laughs> sure. Well, well you, you mentioned the, the word stress and, and when 
maybe I think of a, a college football coach. Yeah, it's a stressful job. A lot, lot of demands and, and pressures and, and that sort of thing. And then add in everything that you mentioned and we experienced this past year. So what have you learned about handling stress and not not allowing stress to you know, overtake you and bring you down, but but to, I don't know, lean into it in some way? What, yeah. what's, what's kind of been your understanding of that or lessons learned in that regard? Well, you know, I think that goes way beyond the pandemic. I think it goes into, like you mentioned, being in this position. You know, uh, you, you can't let the scoreboard define you. You know, it's obviously a, a part of a, a coach's success rate, you know, in, in this profession is how, how you – you know, perform on game day. And, uh, but to me, it's when your value is bigger than that, when you believe that uh, your purpose is bigger than the scoreboard, uh, that, that to me relieves a lot of that stress. You know, I'm going to let the good Lord control that. Uh, that's up to him. Uh, but the way that we invest in young people, uh, the way we live our lives, what we make a priority in this program, that's going to be at the forefront. And, I, and that's what, and I say so often to our players, it's about, they got to know their purpose. You know, when they know their purpose, when I know my purpose and, and that, that, that identification and realization of that purpose, when that's known and that's lived out every day, that creates passion for what you feel called to do and created to do. And, and I believe that's been, you know, clear to me that I've been brought here to impact the lives of these young men and help, you know, them to become the men that they were created to be. And so that that to me takes the pressure off. And, and I talk about this so much. You know, when I do have a chance to share and and I have a, come to this life philosophy and this this my mission statement for life is to work like it depends on me and to pray like it depends on God. And the first half of that is taken from Colossians 3.23, which says, whatsoever you do, do the hardliest to the Lord and not for men. And I, I want to be the hardest worker on whatever staff I've ever been on. I want to be the, the the lead guy even here as the head coach and in, in, in work ethic and, and toughness and, and excellence at all that I do to honor the Lord above and, and not worry about uh, what men think of me. And then the second part, which is a critical piece to have, and that is to pray like it depends on God, and which is Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the best part of that verse is verse 7. that says, when you do that, the peace of God that passes all understanding is going to guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So to me, that's where you don't allow the stress to consume you. Because you, man, you work your tail off to help these young men develop. And you help them become special individuals off the field. And and then you pray that it depends on him. And you just live your, your life on your knees, trusting him for tomorrow, which we know we got no control of. And I think that's that's been our formula for success in life and, and in coaching. Amen. Amen. I, I love it. It's so encouraging to hear. And I appreciate you uh, you sharing that. And and so you, you mentioned purpose and, and you've kind of understood what your purpose is that, that, that God has given you. When did you know that? How did you know that? What was that process to understand what this purpose is that, that God has given you? You know, it's interesting. I just had a chance here a week ago to go back to my alma mater and speak uh, at Maranatha Baptist University where I went to school. And that's where that, this whole process began. I went there to be a, to be a business major and to, to one day I wanted to be an accountant. You know, interestingly really? enough, yeah, that's what I felt, you know, led to go do. And then, but after one year being there, man, I just, God got to hold my heart about, you know, just doing something that had more impact in the lives of young people. And so my dad was my high school coach and, and been around this game my whole life. And so I, I switched from business to business education and just felt drawn into teaching and coaching. And uh, so that's where it all kind of started for me. But I, even then, I, I could have never told you, man, I'm, man, my dream is to be the head coach of Indiana University, even though I was born and raised in this state and 
amazing opportunity that I've been given. But but it just kind of over time that that grew and that 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 desire to to impact has never changed. And that's what drew me into coaching. And for 15 years, I was a high school coach. Five years in the state of Florida, 10 years in the state of Indiana here, and uh, just man, just trying to dive into the lives of those young people. That wherever God led us, and I got this quote in my office at home that's from Jim Elliott. It says, "Wherever you are, be all there." Live to the help, whatever situation you believe to be the will of God. And so that's been something we've tried to do as a family is, man, just dive into those young people at, you know, whatever high school we were at, whether it's Temple Heights or Armwood or Marion High School or Ben Davis. And then we went to college, whatever, small college at Wabash College or Lambeth University or Drake University, Arkansas State, and then into the SEC. But, but to me, it didn't matter the level. It didn't matter where we were at. We just wanted to be all in to those young people. And so, but then over time, the desire to want to coach, at a higher level grew and intensified. And so, but it never really mattered the level because it was still, those were young people there. There was a coaching staff there to impact for eternity. And that's what I felt called to do and felt led to do. And so that hasn't changed. And I know that I'm going to stand before the good Lord one day and we're going to talk about everything but football. It will not be in the, in the discussion. So it's what we do with Jesus, how we're able to live for him, honor him and do the things that uh, he called us to do here on this earth. Amen. Uh, I, I love that perspective. And, and it's something that I, I wrestle with because I'm my mentality oftentimes is, all right, what's next? And, and you know, where's God going to take me next? And, and sometimes I, I miss out on enjoying the, the moment and, and the present kind of kind of level or, or status or whatever where I'm at, at in the moment. Um, and so for you, as you've gone on this this coaching career and you mentioned all the, the different stops, like how did some of those opportunities uh, open up because were you necessarily looking for them? What was kind of that 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 process? I'm sure that's kind of a long, longer story, but but just maybe some of the common common threads through, throughout that. Yeah, it is. It is all I could talk about it for probably several hours, but uh, it's been an amazing journey. You know, when we made the jump to college, we were in seven different states in a ten year period, which is I never would have thought that was going to be the case. I guarantee, if I if I told my wife ahead of time, she'd have been like, wait, wait, time out. That's not what I signed up for. But you know what? It just it became a faith journey of just trusting him. And mm-hmm. um, interestingly, though, a lot of those opportunities were not sought after. I mean, they really mm-hmm. weren't. It was, you know, the success. Yeah, that's one thing different from high school to college was in college, you're really tied to the head coach. And when he has success and he has a chance to move on to another job, either he takes you with you or he doesn't. And if he doesn't, you you pretty much you know, don't have a job at that place. You got to go find another one. So that happened a couple of times. And, and then also several times we got taken to other jobs, but very few times have we just said, Hey, we're going to move from this job to this job. And, uh, but interestingly for, for us as well, I've been a head coach three times now, twice at the high school level and now in the big 10. And I've never interviewed for one of those jobs. And uh, I did, I interviewed for three head jobs along the way, never got any of them, you know? So oh. interestingly, it's just been a, a, a journey of, just learn to trust him. And, and like I said, the, the tomorrow was never known. And it can kind of create stress when you don't know the future. But we just learned to trust him and be faithful wherever we were and just let him guide us to the next step. And we obviously, you know, spend a ton of time praying for those future opportunities and wherever those might be. And and obviously I wanted to have an opportunity to increase in leadership and impact and, you know, go from a position coach to a coordinator in college and then obviously one day to a head coach. And, and but though you just can't force those things. It's just you got to let God be who he is and the timing of it all. You just never really know. And like you said, that's why I've just learned, man, just be faithful where you are man. just pour your heart into that situation and let God control your future. That's a great message and uh, important for me to hear today as well. So I, I appreciate that. 
And and so uh, you, you mentioned you know this, this kind of the, the journey and and being a, a leader. I'm curious, in what ways have you maybe grown as a leader? And and I'm even curious too. How how different are you or how similar are you as a leader when it comes to leading your coaching staff, your players, and even your family? So I'm just kind of curious your, your thoughts on leadership. Well, it, it's a key, and it's something that I've always had a passion for, you know, even from the very beginning and studied leadership. I really studied John Maxwell. was probably the first true, you know, author and speaker that I really kind of dove into. And, and then John Gordon has really shaped a lot of what I think and and the, the leadership principles that we use and how we built the culture at, at Indiana. Uh, but you, you said it. I mean, I, I don't think it, it doesn't vary. Uh, I mean, you are who you are. I mean, I, I can't turn a switch and become a different father than I am a leader of this home. So the way we lead our home, you know, we do a lot of the same things, you know, a lot of similar principles. And and uh, you know, even the one word concept that we use here at Indiana for our team, that started with my family, you know. And so in the way we lead our coaching staff, I mean, I, I really want to help guide them to help them become the, the leaders of their home and, and the, the husbands and fathers that I know they've been created to be that, that I want to help them become. And, and I want to keep striving. So we, we talk about this principle where we just say that, that you're a product of the, the books you read, the music mm-hmm. you listen to, and who you hang out with. So mm-hmm. because of that, it, it's about what you fill your mind with and who you associate with. That's who you become. And that starts with me in, in principles and truths of God's word. And we've built this whole program off those principles of truth. And, and, and I, I believe in that. I believe it's how to build a home. But it's how you build an organization. It's how you build a football team. And so those, those things, those principles that we teach and, and we, we built this off of, that, that really doesn't vary. Because to me, I, I believe in certain things. I believe there's a, a certain way to get a group of people to come together to buy into a vision that you created. And I do. I believe they, they will follow the leader first. And then they follow his vision. And so you mm-hmm. got to be able to connect with those people. And, and I always tell parents in recruiting, man, coaching and parenting is the same. I mean, it's, it's accountability, toughness, and love. That's how you build a young person. And I think that's how we built this football team. That's our three principles, the three pillars of this program are accountability, toughness, and love. And that's how we build our whole leadership you know, component here because I want players to come here and be developed as men develop their character, develop their leadership skills, and you're going to take those skills into your life as you build your home one day and as you are a future leader in your community and whatever job that you have because you're going to spend a whole lot more time away from the game as a player than you're going to spend in the game. And so that's why we're trying to have a much broader and much bigger vision for their lives than just playing football. Oh, how incredible. That's I love it. That's great. And and so for you, in, in what ways do you stay sharp you know, spiritually and, and make sure that you're remaining grounded and, and what are maybe even some of the, the spiritual disciplines that, that are, are key aspects to your rhythm of life so that, that you can carry on the, the responsibilities and, and, and all that's on, on your shoulders as a, as a head coach at Indiana. Well, it goes back to what I just said, you know, I got to practice what I, what I teach to our guys. And that is that it's what you fill your mind with. And so mm-hmm. to me, uh, huge into reading you know, that, that starts in God's word. I mean, every single day, getting in God's word, reading, studying, memorizing it. You know, I want uh, God's word to be in me because I, and I got to be in God's word for that to happen, you know? And so that's step one, it's foundational. I mean, there's fundamentals for football, things you got to do at each position to perform at a high level. And, and to me, foundational for your personal life is, is, is being grounded in scripture. 
And, and, and that's, that's step one. And then it's good books, you know, and, and I, you know, even as a staff here, we always have a book every single off season. That's our focus book that we, that I give to the coaches and I want them to read that and we discuss it. And, and so, you know, right now it's win the day for Mark Batterson. I, I love the Mark Batterson books and he's been amazing. You know, chase the lion. Our one word for 2021 is the word chase. And that came from that book. And uh, one word from 2020 was relentless. 2019 was grit. And those books that we use that about those topics. And so it's good books. And so I want to, I think that's how you get ideas to become a better leader, be a better husband, better father is reading good books. And so man, I'm huge into that. We actually have 30 minutes every single day in the spring where required reading, you know, a certain time of the day, our coaches are not allowed to do anything else. Shut your doors. You got to read for 30 minutes. And that's something I've started here years ago. And I believe in that. And, and I don't tell them what they have to read, but, but I want them to read because I want to develop those. It's about daily habits. And those mm. habits form your foundation. They form your anchor. They form who you are as a person. And those things to me define who you become. So to me, that's it. If you want to, and we came here to Indiana, it was about creating change in this program. Well, if you want to create meaningful change, you got to change what you do every single day. And so those daily habits of having a great foundation for scripture memory, scripture biblical study, and obviously that affects your family, your wife, your you know, everybody that you're a part of, your coaches. And that gives you the wisdom to be able to help in fact, in a positive way, the people that God puts in your life. Uh, it's wonderful. And I'm right there with you as far as reading goes. It's so crucial. It's been so impactful in my, in my life and my, my growth as a, as a man, as a follower of Jesus uh, across the board. So that's a, that's a wonderful thing that you implemented even for your coaches, encouraging them to take that time to, to read. That's it's wonderful. And, and you, you've mentioned a couple of times the, the one word philosophy, which I, I, I buy into as well and, and, and love the whole concept around it. And I've been doing that for a number of years as well. And so you mentioned those, those words that, that you've used in the past as a, as a head coach and for your, uh, for your team and program. And so you mentioned the word chase uh, for this year. And so it was inspired uh, from that, that book, but, but what does it mean? What is kind of the, for those that maybe haven't heard about the one word philosophy, uh, kind of what, what is it? And, and then specifically the word chase. Yeah. So step one is the, the one word concept gathered from John Gordon. Uh, he co-authored that book and, and, uh, really, um, you know, years ago, like I said, we started out with our own family, you know, our, all three of our children, my wife, we all pick our one word every year. We have a verse, we hyperlink with that one word. We have a one word meeting, you know, after January where we meet together, you know, and on a certain night we're going to go through, you know, why you picked. I want to know why each one of our children picked their one word. And then we put it out on social media and it's part of my, you know, my Twitter page. And so yeah. just to be able to say, Hey, this is my word. This is my verse. I'm going to hyperlink to that. And sometimes you have a book, you have a song, whatever. And so then all of our players, they pick their one word. And so our, every single coach, every member of this football program has a one word every single year. And then we have a one word for the team. And so, but that the thing that's powerful about it is it's, it's the focus. You know, it's, it's just one. It's one word. Don't pick three words. Don't pick five words. It's one word. And, and, and we, we have a whole systematic way of telling our guys how to go through and pick that word. And as a matter of fact, when you get hired here, the first book you're going to get from me is the one word book. You got to read that book. It's not very big, but you read through it, understand what this means, and, and then you got to pick your one word. And then we have our coaches, staff share with their players, with each other, why they picked their one word. I love hearing why our coaches, why our players picked their one word. And it just it just has a whole new meaning to, for that particular individual. So now I can hold them accountable when they're not living out that one word, you know, and when I know why they picked it, they put it, they got to put it on social media too. And when they do, I retweet it for all of our players, all of our coaches, and that's just become part of our culture here. And so for 2021, we picked Chase. And so I, I put a lot of thought into that, a lot of prayer into that. 
And, uh, you know, basically once the season finishes up, we play our bowl game. And then I figure out, okay, in that window of time after that, okay, what's going to be the one word for, for the new year, whatever we feel like we need. And so for me, it was like, okay, how do we take that next step as a program? And so what I do though, whatever one word I pick for the team, that becomes my personal one word as well. It kind of just keeps everything flowing together. And so, cause I'm after, I want them to, I want our team. I wanted this program to be able to elevate. We had an amazing 2020 season, did things that many thought we couldn't do. And, but so what's next? Well, you know what? We want to elevate. We want to continue to, to, to take this program to another level. Well, I want our individual players, our coaches, everybody on this, in this program to chase after greatness every single day. Well, so it starts with definitions. I'm a big definition guy. So we talk Me about too. what's Me the too. definition for the word chase. Well, it's an earnest or frenzied seeking after something. Okay. So this is awesome. Okay. So, so we break those two key words down, earnest and frenzied. Earnest is a, an intense conviction. Okay. So we're not just talking about some casual chasing after something, playing tag in the backyard with your, with your friends when you're little. No, no. We're talking about a passionate, fiery intensity. That's where the frenzy comes in. So an intense conviction, a fiery, passionate pursuit of something that you are chasing after. So what I said to the picture of our team was visualize a starving lion chasing after its prey. Okay. That's how we're going to chase after greatness every single day. And when every single person is doing that every single day, okay, that's how this program takes another step forward. And so we had one one word meetings with our guys. I brought the guys in after the semester, met with every single one of our players face to face in my office and talked about how you're going to chase after greatness in your life every day, personally, academically, and as a football player. And they had to give me three things for each one. That's nine total things. I went through those things, wrote them all down, put them in my computer. I had them to keep them accountable for it. Been working on that all spring semester with our guys chasing after greatness chasing after a big 10 championship which is, hasn't happened here in over 50 years okay i wasn't even born yet the last time <laughs> it happened but you know what that's what we're chasing after so it just gives you focus so we talk about that word chase all the time it's in front of us we had a one word wall outside of our, our weight room every kid's one words on there they walk past them every single day and we just want them to have a constant reminder of accountability that's my one word I got to live it out. So we're going to chase after greatness today. And for me, I want to chase after Jesus. I want to chase after being a great husband and father. I want to chase after being the man I was created to be, the leader of my home, leader of this program, and the leader for, for Jesus in this community. So those are the things that, that one word gives us. I love it. Our team has bought into that. It's been a big part of our culture. Oh, man, I could talk all day about it because I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in it as well. And, and my one word this year is connect. So connect with Jesus, connect with my wife, connect with my daughter. And then for the ministry, we want to connect sports fans to Jesus and, and get them connected to unpacking it. So, uh, so that's awesome. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I guess kind of lastly, in reflection on 2020 and the word relentless, now that you look back on, on how that, that word maybe had an impact on, on you and, and your team during the year, what, what is kind of the reflection and what comes to mind? Well, I tell you what, so think about this. So when I picked that one word, I had no idea we we're about to go into pandemic. You know, she so picked the word in January, you know, three months later, we're, we're in, we're just beginning a, an unprecedented situation in our world, obviously in our country and more locally here, here in Bloomington. And so, yeah. And it, how, how about that? The probably the most perfect word I could have picked for that situation is man, we had to have unbelievable, relentless, focus on the task at hand when there were so many reasons to be unfocused, so mm. many reasons to get distracted, so many things that were just 
you know, that you had no control over. Man, we had to relentlessly pursue all these things we tried to do. So, man, we had to live out relentless. You know, we had to have a relentless attention to the process of, you know, not being distracted by the unknowns. You know, what, what happened, too, was we uh, when the season got postponed or canceled or whatever you want to call it, when we we had four practices of fall camp and then we got the word from the Big Ten that, hey, we weren't going to start our season. And it may be after Christmas. It may be January, February, who knows, a spring season they talked about then. You know, then we came back and said maybe after Thanksgiving or Christmas. We didn't know. So many different variables. And so, man, just had to stay locked in. And we just started talking about, hey, we're going to focus on, you know, sharpening our axe. That was a phrase we took from Abraham Lincoln. And he had this comment where he said, if I got six hours to chop down a tree, then I'm going to spend my first four hours sharpening my axe. And so that's, yeah, that, that became our focus. So it was just a way to be relentlessly attacked trying to get better every day. So that word relentless just became woven into everything that we did every single day. Then when the season finally restarted, it was, man, it was just a relentless belief that we're going to be ready to play. And whenever we're called upon, we're going to play our best football. And, and, and even though the schedule was daunting and it was crazy and all these different things that happened at that point. And then, then you got the whole idea of, you know, what about a stoppage of play because of, of COVID. And we even had, we made it through the whole season. We get to the end, man, we had to have, man, relentless just believe that we could get back on that field together and get ready for our bowl game. So it just became the battle cry of our whole team. And that's what the one word's become. And our kids mm. believe in that. And, and that's why I put a lot of prayer into that one word, because I, I know God knows the future and I don't. He knew the pandemic was coming. I had no idea. I had to look up what a, what a pandemic even was. I heard of an epidemic, but I'm like, what's a pandemic? You know, yeah. and so we found ourselves in, in it, in it, Nick deep. And we just had to just fight through it every day. But once again, those one words just give you a great ability to persevere through difficult times, I think. Oh man, and the and the fruit was evident for for your team and, and an incredible season and and so I'm a fan. I'm excited for for what you guys will, will end up doing this year and and just so encouraged by you and and, and your faith and, and your boldness and and so coach, it's great to meet you. It's great to have you on the show and and really appreciate your your heart and and willingness to share uh with our with our audience here on Unpacking It. Well, Bryce, appreciate you too. Appreciate what you do. Keep on serving him and have an awesome day. Elio you too. Amen. Thanks so much. There's Coach Tom Allen joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in studio to unpack that conversation with Coach Tom Allen. And wasn't he fantastic? I mean, it was like Luke and I, my producer, afterward, we were talking about how basically every sentence there was something that, that we could put on social media or, you know, just encouraging something to take away. There were so many nuggets throughout that entire conversation. He is the real deal. I, I am just so impressed and encouraged by him and what he's doing at Indiana and, and, and more importantly, who he is as a man and what he represents. And he's just a great ambassador for Jesus. And, and I love that guys like him are in positions of authority and they're the ones that are pouring into you know the next generation of college athletes and, and ultimately men that then go into the community as accountants and, and and you name the profession so he's got seven guys hopefully will get drafted into the NFL this weekend uh, but all those other guys that he's impacting and the families that will end up being impacted uh, by these players playing underneath coach Allen's 
uh, leadership. It's uh, it's awesome. So, uh, man, I, it's like hard to even say what the big takeaway is. But for me, as you if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm all about reading. I, I love to read. I, I think there, there's so there's so many great books that have rich inspiration, encouragement that are Bible based, that are you know pastors and key leaders that speak on key topics, and so. I've grown in my faith over the years because of the books that I've read, and and so I think that that you know that message that he, he explained and and how he uh, thirty minutes every day for his his staff, I think that's crucial. It's so important. So I love that. And then also the the one word, and and I, I do this basically every year. And and I will confess that some years I I lose my my word or I, I get too distracted. And I don't focus on that one word like I intended to, uh, but but. When I've done it and and when I've seen the the fruit of it, I, it's just I've, I've seen it. I've seen it work. Um, and so this year for me, it was connect. And and so you know I mentioned it a, a little bit, but but that's where we're at here at unpacking it. We want you as a listener to connect to Jesus, connect to other sports fans, and, and connect to unpacking it. And and so connect with us whether you interact uh, by responding to the podcast, the devotional. Or you take the next step and you connect in a pack. You connect on the Wednesday unpacked lunch. You connect with us during trivia nights. You connect with us at events. And, and then ultimately you're connecting with other guys uh, as well, other sports fans and, and, and ultimately uh, with Jesus. And so that's our hope here at Unpacking It. And so keeping that word at the forefront and the focus of what we do here at Unpacking It, some of our you know communication and part of our, our mission statement and, and all that kind of thing. So uh, that, that's a key word for us. And so I love that his one word is chase. And on one end, at first I was like, chase, uh, does that have negative connotations? Because I, I think sometimes in life we can chase after the wrong things. And, and so, but, but what he said about you know, chasing after Jesus, chasing after greatness, chasing after becoming a, you know, a stronger husband and father and those types of things, Man, that's awesome. And then, of course, they're, they're chasing you know, different accomplishments and goals on the football field, and, and you understand that. That's, that's, that's part of it, but not at the expense of chasing what's most important. And, and like he was talking about with purpose and him knowing his purpose and the peace that, that that gives us when we know that God has designed us for a, 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 a purpose that is rooted in him because that means there, there's an eternal purpose, which is meaningful, that it matters. If our purpose is just... To, to, to make some money and then die, I mean, come on, uh, that's, uh, then what? What, is that, what does that matter? Um, so we got to think you know, bigger. What kind of impact are we having? What, 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 what kind of fruit is in our life? Uh, and, and what gifts did God give us? And what passions did he give us? And what opportunities did he give us? And then where, do, where does that line up into our purpose? Sometimes it overlaps with our job. Sometimes our purpose uh, goes beyond our job. Uh, and and uh, you know, there are specific elements to our purpose, but ultimately to love God, love people. If, if that is the lens that we're looking through, uh, we can live a, a very purposeful life. Uh, and then, of course, The Purpose-Driven Life, Rick Warren, that book is awesome, speaking of books. So uh, that's an impactful book as well. And so I loved what, what Coach was talking about with Relentless, uh, the word of the year for 2020. How cool was that? Uh, not knowing what was in store, yet that was the word that was placed on his heart going into last year. Uh, man, that was, uh, that was incredible. And in the way that they, uh, responded and his team played so well in, in the midst of all that. And then, uh, if you caught it at the end, as we were saying goodbye to coach, 
He said, LEO. And it's funny, I heard him interviewed on the Jim Rome show the other day, and he said that, and I was like, LEO, what, what was that? I thought it had something to do with Indiana. But now researching uh, about coach, it means love each other, L-E-O. And so that's one of their mantras. Uh, that's, that's part of the, uh, the fabric and the culture at, at Indiana. It's, hey, love each other, L-E-O, love each other. Back to love God, love people. I mean, that's, that's, if, that, if that's the, the, the foundation for how we live, we're off to a good start. So we love each other. It's like we, we, we know it, we hear it, but we got to live it. It's got to be a part of who we are. We got to love each other and, and do it you know, willingly and not, uh, not out of obligation, but, but really because Jesus has changed our heart, it allows us to love each other the way he's loved us and, and the outpouring of that understanding and of that awness. Man, Jesus loves me so much. I absolutely will love other people. Uh, so, Leo, that's a great, great mantra. What a cool way to end the uh, the interview. Uh, you know, we hear Russell Wilson go Hawks, which is fine. Yeah, whatever. But Leo, I'm not a Seahawks fan. But but anyway, <laughs> but Leo, let's go. Love each other. Love each other. So, I hope you enjoy that interview. Go listen to it again. He, he was awesome, and hopefully, you'll share some of the videos that we'll post on social media as well. Some of the the, the great comments and and. I mean, more than comments. I mean, his responses, his answers, the depth of his, uh, his answers were, were awesome. So very, very inspiring, very encouraging. I was going through some of the coaches I've interviewed over the years, and he is right up there as, as one of my favorites. And I will say this, I'm an Indiana fan. So from now on, you know I'm an App State grad, so Mountaineers number one. I root for Clemson because I love Dabo Sweeney. But Indiana and Tom Allen, woo, they are right there. They are my new favorite team. I'm, I'm all in. So go Hoosiers. Hoosiers football. It gives me a noon team to watch. You know, those, those noon games. Usually apps on at 3, 3.30. And then uh, Clemson's usually the night, night game, primetime games. So Big Ten, 12 o'clock. My, my uh, boy Dave Pash, who uh, calls a lot of those Big Ten games as well. Uh, he's actually going to join us next week on the show. Uh, but, uh, but now I can, I can root for Indiana during that time slot. Uh, on Saturdays. So, all right, even though Saturdays are usually Dadder Day, but as I keep an eye on Indiana, let's go Hoosiers. All right, guys, thanks for listening today. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email, shoot me a text, whatever, however you get in touch with me, do it. Bryce at unpackingit.com, and always love hearing from you. And as we wrap things up, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.